Uh, <clears throat> All right, guys. Today on the podcast, the Blue Collar Sportsman Podcast, I have two very special guests. Um, one of them is um, the guy that taught me everything I know. Uh, followed him around the woods for years. Um, he was a bow mechanic, car mechanic, professional caller, professional guide. Um, pretty much everything under the sun. So that is my father, Tommy Johns. Hello, thank you. Thanks for having me. And my second guest today is probably the single-handed big buck killer, consistent big buck killer in the state of Ohio. Um, good buddy of mine, Bryant Hatem. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Not a problem. I mean, it's not hard to talk like that because when you uh, see the amount of antler that you put on the wall consistently every year. I try my best. Yeah, you definitely have the. Uh, you have quite the quite the wall downstairs. What's your What's your biggest? Do you know what he scored? One sixty four. One sixty four. And that was the ten pointer you just killed this year. Correct. That was my last year's deer. Watched him from, I don't know, early June. Pictures of him all the way up until the day before I killed him. Yep. And that Friday, oh yeah, that Friday before, I had worked like a night shift or something. Had I had a weird schedule, so I yeah. was able to actually go out and film him the Friday before. You killed him, what, Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> Uh, I think it was Sunday morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was Sunday morning because I was actually doing a live video. Yeah. On Facebook. But. Yep. Yeah, the basement didn't work. I had to run upstairs. That was the chaotic moment there. That's all right. No big deal. We're uh, we're just kind of rolling with the punches as we go, kind of making this up as we go. Kind of gonna do a like a BS. Um session podcast for this one and uh see where it leads especially with this group i know we can talk for hours well and you, oh, you two yeah. are full of bs yeah that's for uh, sure. your captain yeah your captain your captain bs <laughs> he just there's a okay so in the studio there's a chair that is missing a wheel and he just and I and I was given that chair, so that's the chair that I he, have to uh, sit in. He about went down while well, he looked like a penguin trying to flap <laughs> its wings to try and save himself. Oh, uh, if only he was in the frame so I could see it. Oh yes, I know. I there's Mac. It sucks, but uh, all right. So let's talk about what we got planned for this this upcoming season. Like, what are you know, do we have any target bucks? What are, you know, some trips we're taking? Um, we'll start off with that. So, B, do you have any target deer that you are after or you got on camera? You got any big deer on camera yet? I just got one so far that is probably a deer I've had on there for a couple of years. I got to thumb back through some pictures and compare, but. I would say he's solid five and a half year old. Um, he's about the only one I got right now. I got some younger, you know, two and a half, three and a half year old, one forty, 
but nothing major yet. Hoping some of the putting up a couple of other cameras here soon. Hopefully get them in a good spot and see what we got. Absolutely. Yep. And you actually, along with my along with myself, didn't completely make the switch, but you are shooting a traditional bow now? Correct. Somebody got me hooked on that. I don't know who that guy is. I'd probably punch <laughs> him in the face. But yeah. No, it- I actually enjoy shooting it more than shooting my recurve for the time being. Yep. And you, what kind of bow is it? It's a Hoyt Buffalo. Hoyt Buffalo. 45-pound limbs. Yep. Shooting full metal jackets. Half come out of their Mr. Tommy Johns' old arrow box. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That went to something else, and then I ended up with them, so. Yep. Well, that's good as long as they're being used. Yeah, I was stretching it out sat Monday. I was shooting 25 yards and shooting pretty good. Isn't it nice so was, to just watch that arrow fly? Like, yeah. a little bit farther distance just to watch that helical as it just it just twists through the air? It looks amazing. It does. It does. Now, are you shooting them? Are you, were you shooting the white feathers, uh, the five-inch, or were you shooting uh, the four? I had a mixed baggage. I had some fives. I had some fours. Did you notice any, any flying different? Mm, it, I feel like the five stabilized faster, so there was less arrow whip. Yep. For downrange with the fives over the fours, Makes the fours sense. still stabilized fine, but the fives were faster to recover after coming off the shelf. Yep. Hmm. Well, I tell you what, I enjoy. I enjoy not seeing that blazer flying three hundred <laughs> some feet per second, and when it hits the target. Boom! You hear it thump. Yep, I... Oh, I, I enjoy that too, but... Hey, gotta step your game up there, old man. Yeah. Yeah, if, if I can walk faster than that arrow's flying, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Well, next time we're there, we'll shoot and see if you can walk to the target before arrows get there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. are you shooting a clicker? Yes. The clicker is amazing. Okay. Are you going to use that clicker... During archery season. I am. It, it's loud. It makes a lot of noise. But. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that loud. I don't think it's going to be as loud as you think. I, it, it seems louder because we're standing right next to it and it's right there, I feel like. To me, it sounds like a twig snapping. That too. Yeah. It's not anything to me out of the ordinary either. It's, so, what if you take some heat shrink and put around those. Little balls. Okay, I, I see where he's he's talking about the rattle, the not rattle the click. Oh, not the click. The rattle nuts. Yes. 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 Okay. Four season figure something out for that. Yeah. For but sure. We were just kind of outside earlier. He was watching me shoot, and I said maybe take some heat shrink, like the size of your, um, the size of the balls, you know, and then just kind of heat it up. That way, it's you don't have that rattle sound. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's, then you don't have to eliminate all the extra. You can just tuck them up in there, heat wrap it, yep, and be yep. done. Or even, I mean, this is how my mind works. I was even thinking about taking some bowstring wax and just coating the hell out of it. and That way it's a little bit thicker. I think the wax would hold up a little bit. But here's here, I'm going to warn you right now. 
you wad that thing up with bowstring wax, and if it comes in contact with anything that has any scent on it, it's going to stick to the wax, and you're never going to be able to get rid of it until you get the wax off the, off of that. True. True that. That's true. Plus, even with the wax on it, it's still going to be hanging there. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I think the shrimp, shrimp is a really good idea, or like just tying it up with a small piece of you know string serving or something just to get it from dangling there yeah you know if you get that extra dangle i think it'll make a big difference my thing is can't you get rid of the string i know it's riveted in can you drill that out put d loop through there and tie that on and then use the d loop so there's no rattle yeah with that stuff at all you could probably do that I I would imagine so, yeah. I know, like, the, the guys from the push, when they put clickers on their bows, they the string, they use D-loop material for the, the string itself. Right. But not, I don't know yeah. about the rattle. I'm going to switch mine over. The only thing that would worry me with the drilling that tab out is having extra material behind that tab. Mm-hmm. might have the clicker set out a little bit, so it may not click the same. Yeah. Well, what you could do... Has- is burn the end and and then shove it in and, and Flat. flatten it when it's hot. Yeah. I was just gonna say that would be about the only option. You wouldn't yeah. be able to like tie it in the back. You would have to. You have to burn it, it down. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Clicker hands down is amazing. I agree. I love that. Was that was probably the best fifteen dollars I had ever spent. On hunting equipment, especially archery, it was it took my groups from hitting the target to actually hitting you know where I wanted to because I was being consistent with it. I was hitting that same anchor every time, or at least not so much hitting the same anchor, but hitting the same spot on the string every time. And you don't realize how much that actually helps consistency. Oh, well, I mean, I guess you would, but it just you don't think about it when you're shooting. You're just like, man, I suck. When yeah. you're just you're just so you in think it. more to that yep. old traditional bow than just pulling a string and letting it fly. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. But, but yeah, that clip definitely changed the game. Yes. Now opening. Well, <clears throat> we talked about this earlier. Uh, Bryant's work. Um, they have to work one Saturday a year, and that just so happened to fall. You should see his face on the Skype. That one day just so happened to fall on Ohio's opening day of deer season. Yep. So, but, granted, it's a half day. So, I was going to ask you, what bow are you taking out opening morning? But The Hoyt Buffalo. The Hoyt Buffalo. And taking it out opening day evening. It'll probably be in the car at work. Yeah. Yep. But, good. Everything good. will be... Tub, wet beat. Yep. As I get done there, I'll more than likely be in the tree. Absolutely. I know I'll be out opening day. I don't know where yet, but I'll be somewhere opening day. And uh, I don't know who I'll be with. But what about you, Mister Tennessee man? What's going on with you this year? <clears throat> well, recently moved to Tennessee, so that kind of put my kibosh on opening day or, yeah. or hunting in Ohio 
not completely, but it put a kibosh on the amount of time I spend in the woods in, in, in Ohio. So, I I live out, out, out. So, I, I, I have not, unfortunately, started knocking on doors. I got a lot of, well, I've been busy at work. Um... You know, opened up a new facility down there, and I'm, I'm busy trying to get that off the ground and running. So, it's taking up a lot of my time. So, the one, I mean, I, I'm going to hunt somewhere down there. One thing about Tennessee, you can kill, you can harvest three deer a day, every day, no matter what season it is. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, there, there's quite a few deer down there. They are rather small versus Ohio deer as far as size wise. Now well if 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 you follow the news, the new <laughs> world record was taken just right up the road from yeah. where I live. I was just about to say that he uh he beat Dan Kaufman who set who was see the did he set the record last year? Two years ago? I think it was number two or number three. And then that one beat him Yep. Actually, Mike Beatty still has the record. Yep, I think oh, he's still number one. 304. Non-typical. Non-typical. Yep. Yeah. Tennessee's yep. two, and I think Kaufman's number three. Yep. The last I remember it. You know, Kaufman is from? Uh, Lancaster. He's actually yeah. uh, he's a Columbus firefighter. Columbus firefighter, yep. yep. Yeah, your cousin knows him, doesn't he? Yeah, him and my cousin are best friends. Yep. Yeah, because he you're... shot. Or he actually took it to my cousin's house, and there's a picture floating around with my cousin. And he, you know, initially started messing with people, saying he killed that deer. <laughs> but everybody knew who killed it. Yeah. It was just a big joke they had going around for a while. That is. That's pretty funny. Pretty funny. But anyway. Yeah. So, getting back to it. So I need to. Knock, knock on some doors. I mean, I got there's a farm butts up to my property that I think I can hunt. She she'll let me hunt. She's a nice lady, lives by herself. So um, I don't have enough property to hunt. Plus, mine's all pasture fields and stuff like that. So I'm going to knock on some doors. But besides that, I got a trip in November coming up. Going to Wyoming. I go there every year to Hewlett, Wyoming, and uh, go out there and hunt uh, mule deer and whitetail. We leave Michigan on November 6th, and our first day to hunt is November 8th. So it'll be uh, it's fun to go out there. I've been going out for 10, 11, 12 years, something like that now. So, that's my big hunt plan for the year. That's most mostly all my hunting I'll get done. Well, when I get back, I will hunt like four or five days of Ohio, which will be the rut. Should be the peak rut. Um, and then, after that, then I'll head home. And then I might, may get out. I probably, not may, I will get out for Ohio muzzleloader. I'll make it back up for that. Yep. But I guarantee if I'm shooting, if I'm out in a tree stand hunting, I'm shooting a, 
I, I, I guess an old man bow. I'm shooting one with wheels. I thought you were about to say a doe. No, I'm shooting. Anybody listening to this podcast know you're you're not shooting a doe. I don't I don't shoot does. Anyway, small, all right. What's that? Aim small, miss small, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't I don't shoot does. And when I go back out, I will not be shooting a stick bow. I will be shooting a Bowtech Destroyer 350. So when I let that arrow fly, it's screaming. I'm not watching it fly. It's I'm watching it hit the target. Yes. Yeah, your uh, your Bowtech is it's uh, it's pretty quick for an old man bow. Oh uh, yeah. What the hell they call that? With training wheels on it. It's got training wheels. I'm okay with the training wheels. Yeah. See, I wish I was that that proficient with my traditional bow to be able to talk shit to guys that shoot compounds, but you know what? I came from a compound. I still love to shoot a compound, but I'm not going to be that guy. You know, hey, at least you're in the woods and you're you're hunting. That's all that matters. Now, now you know, just because you're my dad, I mean, then I can, I can, you know, knock on you and bust your balls a little bit there, but it's, uh, that's a little bit different. Yep. It's allowed at that point. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, so. I'll they, be doing some. Trying to fix in some duck hunting because we actually drew a blind this year, so. Yes. Yeah, I see. On my plan. Yep. So. That'll be interesting to try and stay in the tree and stay on the water. It's going to be a bit of the year, that's for sure. Yeah. You better Where, bide your time pretty good. Where'd you draw a blind at? Allen Creek. Who? And we got... There was... What's that? Who drew it? Just you or... Uh, it was... There was four of us. There was uh, me, my buddy Dylan, another buddy of mine, Matt, and another buddy Donnie. And Dylan was actually the one that got drawn. But we, uh, we started building the blind last week, I think it was. It's going to be a monster. It's uh, 16 foot long and five and a half foot deep. It's going to have a roof on it. It's going to be, uh, we're shooting for the Cadillacs and duck blinds. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to try and for a lot of late December, January hunts when some of the divers are down here and mm-hmm. try and get some of them. So, got to stay warm. I will say this: that I'm, I, you know, I'm not a waterfowl guy, but and people tell me it's the opposite. The best duck I've ever had was diver. Everybody says like divers like not as good, but I the well I've only really had it in like gumbo, duck gumbo. My roommate used to make it. It was I would literally eat bowls and bowls full of it. It was so good. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a waterfowl hunter, but oh my goodness, it was quite delicious. Yeah, you gotta have a little special touch when you're cooking them. They're they're kind of dark and kind of greasy, but mm-hmm. if you cook them right, they are very good. Yeah, we had a lot of. They used to. They're. I mean, they're waterfowl hunters. That's what they did mostly. They didn't really deer hunt, and they would kill, you know, piles of geese. And bring them home and grind up the breasts. So we'd be eating goose burger for like months, eating it in tacos, putting yeah. it in spaghetti. And they told me at first, 
They're like, you know, if you smell us cutting it up, like, don't be concerned. That's just what goose smells like. Yep. They said it was, I mean, it was pretty ripe. It was. Yeah. But, I mean, hey. That. It ain't good. Hey, that's all that matters. Yep. Dad normally turns, if we kill geese, he normally turns that into jerky. Mm-hmm. So he'll strip it out real thin and turn it into jerky, and it turns out pretty well. I've had some too. I've had some some jerky too, but um, but yeah, we kind of fall, fell out of the the waterfowl game for a while. Just kind of starting to get back into it. Everybody got real heavy into deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Didn't you used to waterfowl hunt with their mm-hmm. his dad? So a little well, back with them, uh, Indian Lake. Little backstory. That uh, Indian Lake was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Little backstory. Um. My dad and Brian's dad used to work together at Worthington Steel in Columbus. And that's kind of how the unfortunate way that I met him. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we were uh, lost touch for a while, you know, when we were younger. And then when we got older, walked into the bow shop one day, and there he was back here working on bows. I was like, dude, I know you. He said, I know you. And, uh, and we've been... You know, the best friends ever since. He was a groomsman at my wedding, and, you know, we're we're uh, pretty good friends. So, but, yeah, they uh, they used to hunt together a lot. You guys went to Wisconsin together? Yep. Just once? That was good. Yeah, went to Wisconsin yep. just one yep. time. Yep. Down to Steubenville hundreds of times. Yes, down to Steubenville grouse hunting. Time after yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember. I still remember. Was it you or your dad saying you didn't kill anything down there? Well, oh. one of the times you went down there. I still, to this day, have only killed one grouse. Like That is it. Period? Like, in general or down there? Period. <laughs> period. That is it. Oh. I feel like I can stand a better chance shooting at him now. I'm a little better than I was back then. Plus, I'm taller than the brush now. <laughs> that makes it a little easier. <laughs> yeah. Now, where did you kill that grouse at? Nelsonville. Okay. I don't think you were with us that day. I think it was just me, Dad, Mike, and maybe Todd. We had Razor out there. And he put it up, and it flew straight at us and right over top of us. Hmm. Huh. I think I shot three times and hit it on my last one straight above my head. Wow. I didn't even realize it went down until I turned around and Razor's got a mouthful of feathers. <laughs> that that trip up there in Wisconsin, it was we drove forever, all night long, white knuckle yeah. on that. Deer the the roads are red from the deer that've been hit on the roads. It was it was bad. Walker's driving his pickup truck. Yep. And he is white knuckling it, crapping his pants the whole way there. <laughs> we drive all night. We get there. So they leave Columbus, come to Toledo, pick me up, and then we go from there on up. We get up, get up there. It's in the morning. We don't have a hotel reservation. Nothing. We don't have any place to stay. We pull into town. Well, it was Park Falls, Wisconsin. 
We yep, it was. <laughs> we I was just trying to think of the name of where it was. Yeah, Park Falls. We pull in. <clears throat> We're going to get a hotel. We, 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 everything is closed. We go to the little... Uh, shoot, the restaurant across the street. They were open. We go in there. We get something to eat. Waiting on the, the sports store to open. We go over there to get our license. That was a big fiasco getting those. So we finally, <laughs> we finally get our license, and we still don't have a place to stay. And we go out hunting. <laughs> so we go out hunting in the morning. Well, when we're talking to people, and they're like, "Well, you're coming up here to hunt now. It's late." I mean, it's late. Well, we shoot these off the road when they're out there filling their crops full of gravel. What? Oh yeah, we shoot them with 22s right off the road. Holy crap. I do remember that. Yeah, and they're like, well, these, these things are back in the woods now. They're harder to hunt. Well, that's how you hunt them. At least that's, yeah. how, that's how we hunted them. Yeah, we're used to that. We're not used to the shooting them off the road. No. So we get to the very first spot. We're all got our license. We're all ready to go. Boom, we pull in there. Um, corn tooth. Andy has got uh, <laughs> has got this GPS that he bought to go on this oh, trip. Yeah. So he's I said, Andy, everybody's like, Andy, you got that GPS? Yep, well, I'm in my pocket. So we we started hunting, and B's dad told him and Mike, you guys one get on one side of him, one get on the other of me. <laughs> Stay he on was his, a grouse magnet. They're like, stay on his hips. Don't let him out of your sight. Well, they didn't, and I kind of went off to the side, started walking right out of the gate. Boom, birds take off. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, got him. Dave. B. Yeah, you heard that. He ditched the young guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is fired up. He's like, I told you guys to get on his hips. <laughs> Yeah. We tried, but he ran from us. He'll do that to you. So, <laughs> so then... Oh, yeah, you can hunt with me. Fine, and he's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we hunt that whole morning, and we're ready to go back to find a hotel. Because mm -hmm. we have no place to sleep yet. We've been up for, at this point, probably pushing 24 hours. Easily, yeah. But you guys were. I slept a lot. Yeah. So we go back to get, at least get a hotel so we can, you know, maybe take a shower, freshen up, something, put the birds in the cooler. So we go. We we tell Andy Corn Tooth, hey, how the, how the heck do we get back to the truck? Pull out that fancy GPS you got there, and tell us how the hell to get back. And he goes, now mind you, this is a forest. A big forest in West in Wisconsin. It's not some little, you know, someone's patch of woods. This is a forest where bear running everywhere. I mean, well, I mean, we're seeing bear everything. You, you, there's a gravel road here, and you, you hunt for miles before you see another gravel road. Mm -hmm. And he says, "Well, I don't know. I just bought this thing. You say I know how to use it? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me?" So. <laughs> So I had a little ball compass that went on a pin that I had pinned to my hunting vest. Just just out of the, you know, just in case I 
got lost and turned around without someone, I knew what direction I was traveling, what direction I needed to travel. Well, I had to use that. We went past this tree stand with Andy like three stinking times, this old wooden, three or four, at least three or four times. This old wooden tree stand up there, and I'm like, yeah, we, B, we passed this tree stand before. We passed this before. Uh-huh. I'm like. I think I took that before. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, when did we see it when we were hunting or when we've been walking to try to get back? When's the last time we saw that son of a gun? So <clears throat> finally we made it back to the vehicle. And after that, it was like bull crap. Screw Andy. Not going off of his GPS. No. So, I mean, and, and they drove all the way up there. He could have, he had all the time in the world to figure out how to use that dang thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's your hunting group. What do you expect? Oh, yeah. That's very true. Well, and then, we ended up splitting up into two groups and hunting another time. Well, we had old Brad Dean with us. Oh. And we're out hunting, and we seen a bear earlier that day when we were hunting as a group. Then we split up, and we're out hunting, and he's got the keys to the truck, and he gets split up from us. Well, we're trying to work, work our way back. He's got the dog. He's got uh, Rusty. So we come back to the truck, me and Walker, because I had that little ball compass. I knew exactly where I was going. We get all the way back to the truck. No Brad. So we fire off a couple shots so he knew where we were at. So... And we heard him shoot way the heck out there. All right, so he knows where we're at. So Walker and I were sitting there. We're like, well, heck, instead of just sitting here waiting, let's go across the road and grouse hunt. We're across the road, and we start walking through there, and birds are just coming up everywhere. Boom, 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 boom. We're shooting our butts off. Um, woodcock and grouse flying everywhere, and we're just blasting boxes of shells after <laughs> boxes of shells. So next thing you know, we... We start to come out to the road, and we hear a vehicle come. We're like, oh, hold on, here's a vehicle. Let it get past. What's Brad in the truck? And he is he is fit to be tied. We're like, hey, Brad, how's it going? You all right? He didn't say nothing. I said, so what, what happened? You get turned around, you got lost? And he's like, yeah, you guys left me. He said, I want, we're coming up over this hill. You guys went one way. I guess I went the other and then, not I, I'm yelling and yelling. Well, Brad couldn't hear anyway. He said, then I heard you guys shoot. And I figured you are letting me know where you guys were. So I start walking there. And then I hear shooting over here. So I start walking that way. Then I hear shooting over here. He goes, you guys are blasting up a storm. What the heck were you shooting at? So we get in the truck. We're driving into town. And, and I said, yeah. I looked at Walker. I said, man, them grouse were flying everywhere. Man, we're shooting our butts off nonstop. And he looked at me and Walker and said, F you and F you too. <laughs> so we get into town and he goes, and now mind you, I paid like 99 cents for a slow ball compass at Myers before we went. We go into town. <clears throat> he goes, pull into this sporting goods store. He goes in there, $15 <clears throat> for this little ball <sighs> compass. The same one I got that I paid 99 cents for. He goes in there and he pays fifteen dollars for one and pins it on his vest. Oh. <laughs> I lost oh, it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Hilarious. That is pretty funny. Okay, so I'm like fifty-fifty on this. So 
back to bow setups. Yep. You guys more of a heavy arrow, slower, or a lighter arrow, faster, out of compounds. Recurves, we won't get into that. You want to you tackle this, and I'll go ahead, and I'll, I'll I'm, say I'm my... like that in between. I kind of like a happy medium. I like <clears> a <throat> medium to heavy arrow, so I can keep my speed decent, but also have enough weight behind the arrow if I hit any kind of bone. Yeah. <clears throat> you go ahead and I'll, I'll jump in after you. The arrows I shoot are 8.2 grains per, per inch. I shoot a 100, 100 grain tip. So my arrows are on the light side. I don't shoot full metal jackets. I don't shoot the Carbon Express. I normally shoot gold tips. Which are 8 point, I think it's 8.2 grains per inch. I think that's what it is. Right around there. So... I am on the light side, yes. Um, I My arrow comes, I, I shoot a limb driver rest. So when I draw back, it comes up. It is past, I don't know if it's past my hand, but it's probably to, to the front of my fingers. So I don't have a lot sticking out the end. So I'm shooting a shorter shorter arrow. I mean, I think it's okay. 20, 28 inch arrow and I got 29 inch draw length. What poundage are you shooting? I'm only shooting 60 pounds. I'm okay, shooting so 60 pounds. I'm on. shooting 60 pounds with the gold tip 5575s. Shooting so a 100, 100 grain arrow or 100 grain tip, and I'm getting, was it 302? Something like that. So I would, I would say 8.2 grains per inch, I would say is closer to where i'm at like that in between i wouldn't say you're on the light side coming out of the compound i'd say you're like right in that medium ground happy yeah yeah oh yeah i'm not gonna shoot a six grain per no. inch arrow yeah because there's there's a lot of people that will make it as light as you can go i think it's five grains per pound is the minimum you can do correct so you can shoot 300 grain arrow out of a 60 pound bow and it's still technically safe on the bow and it's not going to hurt anything well that's ibo rating correct yes yeah i don't I, that's just for a hunting setup that's too light now for a target I, bow absolutely yep yeah. i agree where you don't have the aggressive cams and you don't have the 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 force on the limbs on a yep. target bow as you do a hunting setup you know a hunting setup normally you know you have the big big humped cam that's whipping that arrow out yeah with a target bow you got more it's almost almost a round wheel setup i mean it's a little not quite a round wheel but you know it's it's similar to that and close you can get yeah right and yeah you yeah go five grains per per inch and uh, okay but a hunt setup there's too many variables you're out there you got the weather change, you got raining, you got freezing rain, you know, and if you're shooting a, a carbon arrow, you know, when it gets wet and then it freezes and you're shooting five grains per inch or per pound, there, I think you're just setting yourself up for disaster. Oh yeah, I agree 100%. Plus, if it, with something that light, 
I, I know it's, you know, kinetic energy and everything else, and if you hit behind the shoulder, it's going through whether, no matter what kind of, of, of weight of arrow you're shooting. No. I mean, it's, <clears throat> nowadays you have the, the large cut diameter expandables that slow your arrow down, and you're not going to get a pass-through. Significantly slow right. your arrow down. Yeah, you're not going to get a pass-through if you are not having a little bit, not pushing a little bit of weight, kinetic energy behind that shaft. Yep. <clears throat> the way, like, okay, so, you, you also got to kind of think about it as, you know, what are you, how, how are you going to be hunting, you know? In Ohio, it's kind of a, I guess it's 50-50. Are you going to be hunting on a field edge where, you know, your your shots may be out, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards? Or are you going to be in the timber where, you know, you're, sometimes your max, max range, even in the woods, is 35, 40 yards? So, at that point, I would kind of gauge where I was going to be hunting. I mean, I guess you got that, that kind of plays a factor. You have to think, you know, if I'm going to be in the woods, the majority of the time... You know, 40 yards, a little bit heavier arrow. If I'm going to be on a field, you know, the majority of my season, then I'd probably go with that happy medium like you were talking about where right in the middle of, you know, not too light but not too heavy. Still getting your speed so you can, you know, get them arrows out there but not, uh, not losing your kinetic energy for speed right so we're we're all kind of on the same page there yeah medium medium to heavy but not heavy and not light either correct yeah i mean if you're out out drilling foam yeah then if you want to shoot, oh, yeah. shoot light so you can shoot flatter and get out farther because i mean some of them targets they crank out there you know 60 70 yards Yep. So, and then you, you're trying to smash all your pins in there, which you're not going to take a 70-yard shot in the woods hunting. No way. No. Absolutely. I mean, it's you're pushing it to get find a place where you can squeeze one out to 50. Yep. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? you're hunting like acorn, like, like flats yeah. around there, you know, where there's not a whole lot of underbrush. Yeah, I think I think your your medium to heavy is probably your best option. Now, now this, here's the next question that is, devil's advocate here. No, here's the next one. The next question to all this is fixed or mechanical. I was just getting ready to ask the same question. Yeah, fixed or I'm mechanical. A fixed, I'm a fixed blade, one hundred percent. I I've shot mechanicals. I killed four deer like five six years ago with mechanicals none of them went very far but none of them passed through and i was not happy with that yep that's so that, that's am, one of the downfalls with mechanicals yep and i even i even had one where i was shooting a heavy arrow with a mechanical it was actually a full metal jacket with a, I think it was a Rage Hypodermic, 35 yards in one side, not out the other. 
Yep. And from that point on, that was the last one. I think that was the fifth deer I shot with them, and that was it. But you hear stories the opposite way. Everybody has clean pass-throughs with them. I don't know what the deal was, but I like my fixed blades. Well, I, I take like... a little bit more time to shoot them and get yeah, them. And tune them. Tune them. But I just, I, I like knowing that when that arrow hits that deer, it's already cut. Yep. Well, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm lazy. <laughs> I like the mechanicals for the simple fact that there's no tuning and resharpening and shoot them and then okay now that's dialed in now okay you got to number your arrows because this one flies perfect this one flies so so oh i gotta heat up my insert i gotta spin it so i line my blades up with my veins um so they fly right so i I, i'm lazy i I get mechanicals that open cut you know that cut on contact that have the the cut tip on them and Mm -hmm. then then also open up and I, I have, I have shot plenty of deer with the mechanicals. I have never had one not deploy. They've always deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, once you shoot a mechanical, though, you're never going to use that broadhead again because the blades are bent they because are. they're so thin, and there's no structural support to keep those blades in place. Yep, and you can try and rebuild them, but they never work the same nope. after you shoot them. No, no, put it, leave it on the arrow and put it on the wall. Um, exactly. But I, I did have, I mean, I've, I have had pass-throughs with them. I, I shot a, <laughs> this is a story that I, I this drive. This is the last doe you killed with your bow? Yeah. I killed a doe with, I killed a doe with my bow. I did. So, Zach, I, I have shot does. Only because the landowner threatened <laughs> to kick you off the property for not doing it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> but, but I did shoot a doe. And, and I drive out to the property, <clears throat> drive out to the farm, grab all my stuff, put my climber on my back, grab my bow. I'm digging all my stuff out, put my quiver on my bow, go to grab my release, and I don't have it. Which is rare. Now I'm shooting. Normally I have two releases, one on my backpack, one on my bow. I've seen more unicorns than dad not having a release. <laughs> yeah. So, so... <laughs> So now I don't have a stick and release, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm I'm not hunting, and I'm like, well, this is my first sit of the year, just go out and do get some inventory, just climb up in the tree, just watch, see what happens. So I climb up in the tree. It's dark out in the morning. I climb up in in the tree. I'm sitting there. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna shoot a field point at 20 yards. I'm gonna pick out something, shoot it with fingers, which I'm shooting a destroyer, which is. String pinch is ridiculous. It's string pinching my fingers like all get out. <laughs> I shoot this thing and I'm like two feet right and, and three feet low at 20 mm-hmm. yards. Just, you know, trying to use fingers. And I'm like, holy crap. This thing's got to be close if I'm going to kill it. So I knock in there and I'm, <coughs> I'm sitting there. And lo and behold, here comes some does. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. I said, well, they got to get within 10, 15 yards before I shoot. I'm not going to shoot out there at 20 to 30 with fingers. I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. do it. Well, here they come, and they're coming through. The next thing you know, they get past me, and they, and they win me. The wind's blowing in my face hard, so I had them coming towards me the whole way. If I'd had a release, I'd have shot, you know, shot it well before then. Yeah. 
but they weren't close enough. So they get past me. The lead doe wins me, and 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 blows and runs and stops. And and the 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 more mature doe, the the biggest one, swung around to come, and then starts walking right towards me. I'm like, are you kidding me? This, she's gonna walk within 15 yards. I'm I'm a hot shooter. So here she comes. Self defense. Yeah, I I drew back, and here she come, and she stopped right there, and I let that arrow fly. Boom. Smacked her, double lung, arrow sticking in the ground. She bucks and she takes off running. Gets over there about 30 yards away. Starts to do the wobble. Boom. Piles up. And that arrow went went clear through, passed through, shooting fingers and a, and a mechanical. Uh, rage. Yeah. Chis- was it chisel tip? Chisel tip, yeah. yeah. No, no. You yep. were shooting a raven. Oh, shooting a raven. That's right. Cut yep. on contact, and it was a two and a quarter? Two, 2.3. 2.3 inch cutting, cutting diameter. diameter. Yep. But she didn't go anywhere, and, and I did have a pass through all the way, but that was at 15 yards. But yep. that was shooting fingers, too, which wasn't a clean release. I probably lost a little bit yep. rolling off my fingers, but not a lot. Yep. So, I, I can't... If you if you hit a deer with a mechanical, you can you can make a mediocre shot, mediocre to poor shot, and still recover that deer because of the cutting diameter. Yep, that is a big bonus on those mechanicals. Is exactly what you said. You can make a mediocre to poor shot and still recover that deer. In the same distance you would on a good shot. And then, you know, so I, I when I was shooting compound, I was also shooting mechanicals. Uh, usually rage, shot a few ravens. And with, with not getting the pass-through, yes, it sucks. You lose that second wound channel. But at the same time, that broadhead is in there as they're running, and it's just doing damage. You know, the, the blades are in there. They're, they're still sharp. They're cutting. Now, granted, if you stick it in its off shoulder, then it's not really doing anything. But, I mean, if it's just, you know, you, you just didn't get a pass through, and it's, it, it's still in there cutting. Well, here's the other downfall with not getting a pass through. And I had this happen when I killed that big thick rack buck on public property yep i shot this deer drilled it it was not that far down and i was shooting almost not straight down but pretty steep angle i hit it and smoked it as soon as i hit it blood come flying out but the only blood i found was when it was bouncing off trees it hit the off shoulder and stopped didn't make it all the way through and it zero blood come out of its nose it went through both lungs. Zero blood come out of its nose. That was a rarity. I mean, typically you hit them in the lungs, blood comes out of their mouth and nose. But nothing come out, and we, there was no blood. The only blood we found was it bouncing off trees, and when it come out into the bean field. Now it comes out into a bean field, no blood, you're, you're pretty much screwed. So we walked the bean field, and I said, well, there's a... A little finger over here with the little cutout in it. 
that's got some, you know, some thicket in it. I said, I'll go over there and look. And as soon as I walked around the corner, there he was laying in the bottom of it. Zero blood all the way to him. Yep. So that's the other main downfall of not getting a pass through. If, if that would have punched out the bottom end, which I hit the off shoulder again, but even if you're shooting a mechanical and you don't get a pass through and you don't hit the off shoulder and you hit them high on entry uh -huh. and, and they don't spit any blood <clears throat> when they're running, you ain't, it's, it, it's, that's how you lose a lot of deer. Yep, yeah. I had the same thing happen, except hit him high with mechanical, didn't exit, then let him go for like an hour, then it started raining. Mm. So, very minimal blood. We found the arrow like 150 yards from where I shot him, and it was just a, a needle in a haystack from there. Never did end up finding him. Yep. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it sucks when you lose one. It it does. Yes. It's it's heartbreaking. That's... Yes, it did. Uh, so, any any other topics we want to talk about? Anything else we want to bring up? I know, I have some deer on camera this year that are that are pretty borderline, definitely shooters. When I got the stick bow in my hand, um. Got some property down south in Athens County that holds a pile of does. I think <clears throat> maybe I'm trying to thin out one or two of those. Come on. Out of Dad's tree stand since he won't be there. He'll be in Tennessee. And um, here's the thing. You shoot all the does. When rut comes, the bucks will not be around because there are no does. Well, how many, how many bucks... Last year we seen one six pointer chase one doe. The other bucks that we seen, they were cruising. They weren't they weren't chasing. They were cruising looking for does. Well, you know why? Because none have popped yet. You get one that pops and comes through your part of the woods. We did. Holy crap! Hang on. But if you only have one, do, you only have one doe that you're hoping pops out of your whole deer herd. Then what are you gonna do? <clears throat> I'm just I'm I'm just being a jerk. I know. Yes, oh, I'm still gonna shoot does. Yes, I, you do have to manage the herd, and you can't have. We've hunted this property for five years now, and have never taken a doe off of it. Yep, it's about time. It yep. is because you want the bucks to have to search for the does. That's why they cruise. Yep. That's why you see them. Yep. Yep. I mean, if they don't have to, to doe ratio. Yep. yep. If they don't have to go anywhere to find a doe, then you're never gonna see them. Yep. Yep. I understand, but then again, on the second, on the other, other side of it, I want a lot of, I, I want the bucks to go into the supermarket and they got a whole selection of of steaks <laughs> yeah. in that thing, and not just one. They got a whole selection of meat. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Mom and dads, we do the same thing. You know, the first couple of years we hunted there, we were, you know, a doe walked by, we'd shoot it. But then these last three, four years, nobody has shot a doe off there. And the numbers are up significantly. And it's it's about time to, to take out one or two. But I'm with you. It, I don't like shooting them there just because I want the, the herd numbers up. But again, it's that same thing when they when your buck to doe ratio gets so out of whack, they don't have to go anywhere. Yep. 
Right. We've never we've taken one buck. Right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Grady's we, we, wife Kayla killed the he would have been the number two on the hit list that year. Yeah. And that's it. We we haven't killed a deer on there since. No, I mean that doesn't mean that we haven't missed. Oh by we I mean not me. Isn't that the guy that doesn't miss? <coughs> yeah, he he doesn't miss. Um, and anybody wants to see a video of him missing, send me a direct message and I will gladly share it for you. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, Son of a... That video, is, I think, is up to a couple thousand views on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, he... A guy who I honestly can say I've only seen him miss... Anything, deer, foam, targets, whatever. I could count. I couldn't even count on one hand how many times I've seen him. That's how many times he hasn't missed. So and the best part about it is you got one on video. Oh yeah, one hundred percent on video. Yeah, like clean, can see it perfect. Like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Well, as soon as he let his his arrow fly. And it sounded like a like a like an alien ray gun going off that <laughs> as his arrow struck that branch and went right over that deer's back. It was uh, very imminent that uh, he he done missed. Yep. He done done it. And he did. I got that all on video, and I've, I've never let him live that down since. And he never will live it down. Absolutely not. Well, you know, I mean, I, I was just, that was a don't educational don't moment. I was just trying to teach you. What not to do? How you need to look. Uh, well, I don't know if I believe that because you look pretty shook up and confused on what really happened. No, I, I, I well, that was a learning tool. That was, you know. A learning tool, my foot. Yes. <clears throat> it was, I think it's time to reshare that video so everybody can see his face 200%. on how confused he was. Two hundred percent. What actually just happened? No, I it was, definitely. It was, I, I wanted to teach. He wanted to teach, but he walked. He he saw the branch he hit and said, "Oh, it's okay. My arrow will clear it." And it did clear it right out of the line of the. Yeah, it cleared it over top of it after he struck it. Yeah. yeah, but it's not there now, so if he has to shoot there again, that limb is now gone. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I could have bent at the knees and lowered down one inch. That's all I needed. Not even an inch, half inch. But I could have bent at the knees and shot underneath of it. But he I, didn't. I thought. He did not. It didn't I, happen. He I, missed. Hundred percent. I don't care what you say. Be- well, because because you could have done this, you could have done that. The same guy that missed. just told us that he shot a doe a couple years ago with his fingers <laughs> shooting his compound missed a deer because of, in my opinion, negligence. Yep. Because he knew it was there. He he saw it. I'll be all right. Negligence. Might as well call you Bill Busbus. Bet you he won't say that again. Did you ever hear about that, Bill? Yeah. Okay. Well, my thing is, in my defense, 
you don't get one, but we'll let you talk. It, it was you it, it missed. Was, I did miss. It was a <laughs> it was a the deer was not on our hit list. Never um, seen it before. Never seen it before. We had good footage of it coming in. We had to we were gonna harvest it. One of us was. Regardless. And someone threw the threw the ball at me and it was my turn to my turn to shoot, so I I did not bend at the knees. He closed his eyes right before he caught the ball too. <laughs> So, but I just, I, I just, I, I wanted to make sure that my cameraman understood that you need to look beyond your line of sight. You need to look at your arrow trajectory, how it's going to fly, and not just line of sight because <clears throat> you hit a tree limb. And if you see the limb, know that you're not good. You might want to do something about that. If the limb is covering your deer's vitals, you should no. probably duck. The deer was the limb was not covering the vitals. I don't know, man. Be you still there? Oh, he he bailed on us. We lost it. He lost him. I don't know what happened. Well, uh, we'll finish up this podcast anyway. So, uh, it was uh. Good talking to you guys. I wish he was still on, but he's not. I will, uh, I'll hang up here and uh, try and call him back real, real quick. And uh, but you know it was good talking to you guys, and we'll uh, definitely have you guys back on the podcast again. Um, definitely when you go before you go out to Wyoming, we'll kind of get together and podcast a little bit, and then. Uh, when you get back, we'll talk about your your trip and all that. And I don't know what he's doing. His phone probably... I guarantee you his phone died. Oh, yeah. Because he was holding his charger in his hand. So, uh... <clears throat> thank, you to, thank you to B for uh, hanging out with us, too. I know he's not on here to finish it out. So, uh... We'll go ahead and, uh... In this podcast here, you got any parting words? No, well, I do have one parting word that everybody that watches the video will enjoy. Remember, always aim small, miss small. Night, guys.